us this morning. Let's turn to Revelations chapter 8, verses 1 to 6. Revelation chapter 8, verses 1 to 6. We've been sharing here a couple of, of, of weeks on prayer that gets results. And this morning, I pray by the grace of God that I'll be able to communicate and hopefully bring this to an end as the Lord will enable us in this day that is so good uh, that the Lord has enabled us to be able to see. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1 to 6 uh, is a powerful scripture that captures uh, what the Apostle John uh, was seeing happen. The Bible says, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Just think about that. There being silence in heaven for all 30 minutes. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. I want you to know that he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And fast for and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it on the uh, threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the seven angels who had seven trumpets prepared uh, themselves to sound. Now, here in Revelation, we get an idea of what is happening in heaven. Um, we get a glimpse of what happens in heaven and the things that happen there that are critical to us as believers. And as we tackle uh, this whole subject of ensuring that our prayers bring results, we cannot escape but look at what really is happening in heaven. And here the Bible says, uh, John was in, in the spirit in the island of Patmos as he was shown what was happening. We see prayers being made by saints. And I want to start there by saying that the prayer that brings results, the prayer that brings results, the prayer that yields power, that has got power, that brings results, is a prayer that is made by saints. You see that being repeated there. It was not just a prayer from people. It was not just a prayer from the earth. It was a prayer that was coming from the saints. And I want to, I to uh, sort of uh, highlight what, what is meant by a saint. Saints are not necessarily righteous or perfect people. When we talk about the word saints, we can think, oh, these are people that are perfect. These are people that are righteous. But saints are men and women that have made a decision to be fully surrendered to God's purpose. 
men and women that have made a decision to be fully surrendered to God's purpose. And this morning, I want to, uh, to speak on that part, that uh, the prayer that used results is a prayer that comes from a surrendered life. The prayer that comes from a surrendered life is a prayer that will yield results. And I'll show you why. Because here we're saying that the prayer from these saints was reaching God and we see God taking action on them. And so it is envisioned, it's always expected that the prayer that is being made is being made by saints. And saints are not righteous people. They are not people without fault. They are not people without issues. But they are people that have reached a point where they made a decision to be fully surrendered to God's purpose. If you reflect back on Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter that we have been sharing here, and you look at the men that are listed there, the men that are considered to be men of faith, and we have been talking at how important, uh, important faith is, um, you know, to answer prayer, to prayer that brings results. But if you look at the men that are listed there, the one thing that is common denominator among those men that are listed there as men of faith that we should emulate, that are being articulated in Hebrews chapter 11, when you look at all of them, the common denominator among those people, these were people that had made up their minds and they surrendered their life to God. Whether you are talking about Enoch, where the Bible says he walked with God, pleasing God until he was no more. He had made up his mind to be totally surrendered to God's will, to be totally surrendered to God's purpose. And then you look at Noah. Again, God speaks about Noah as a man of faith. But what is it about Noah again? He's a man that was totally uh, surrendered, a man that lived in obedience to God. He was totally surrendered. And that's why he's, lifted up, he's, he's highlighted there again as a man of faith. If you go again to Abraham, um, to Abraham as, a, as our father of faith as well, and you look at what was it about Abraham that God liked. You see, he's a man that it, again was completely surrendered to the point that he left his own land and went to live in a completely different place, a completely new environment. Total surrender to God. If you look at um, the, the Moses, again, it's mentioned there, and possibly often I'll finish up with the life of Moses whenever I'll come to finish about that thing of prayer that used results. When you look at Moses again, you see a man that was raised up in, in, in Pharaoh's place, gets up in the desert, but finally in the burning bush, God calls him. And you see again a man that answers the call of God, is completely surrendered to that purpose. He is not even sure about himself. He starts telling God, you know what, I can't do this. I stammer. I'm not good enough. But then God encourages him. And finally, he makes that journey from the desert where he had been looking after the ship. And he finds his way back to Egypt to go and be used to rescue the men, the children of Israel. What is it about Moses again? You see that he was a man that was totally surrendered to God's purpose. He was totally surrendered to God's will. And when you look at all these men, they were not perfect. Moses had his own issues. He would get annoyed, he would get upset. He, was, he had a lot of issues. He, was, he, was, he didn't even believe in himself. He, he didn't believe that he was competent. He didn't believe he had self-doubt and many things that surrounded Moses' life. But you see God coming in and strengthening Moses. And here we see a powerful leader looking, taking the children of Israel from the promised, from the land of slavery and taking them to the promised land. These were men that were totally surrendered before 
God, and they were totally sold to God's purpose. And the Bible continues to talk about there are many more, and mentions people like David. Again, these are all men that are quoted in Hebrews chapter 11 as men of faith. But when you dig through, you realize they are men that struggled with many issues. You see, they are men that had challenges. You see, they are men that had weaknesses. They were men that had just that things didn't just go well for them at some point in time. But the one common denominator that I want to pray this morning, we all get the one thing about them that that binds all of them together. They were people that had made a commitment and they were totally surrendered to God's purpose. They were completely surrendered to God's purpose. Because when you are surrendered to God's purpose, then when you lift up your hands to pray, those are prayers that come from saints and those prayers reach heaven. And so this morning, as I encourage all of us, I want to highlight the importance because when we talk about a surrendered life, because that's what I want us to go and pray this morning. It's a beautiful Friday morning that God has given unto us. And as we go to rally together today on the 9th of October, and as we cry upon God, if this is if there's one thing that we need to you know if continuously go before God for, it is asking ourselves, how surrendered are we? Because when we are totally surrendered to God, when we are completely walking in obedience and following the uh, determined to pursue his purpose, then whenever we lift our hand before him, the Bible says those prayers reach heaven and we see God rising up and doing something about them. And therefore, as we move into the new into what's going to be the new normal as we go back to our, you know, our churches after this thing that we have had, this disruption that we've had. May that be our prayer that as Christians, we are not going to be a religious people. We are not going to just be a, a, a people that have got a name, but deep inside us, we're going to be a people that are completely surrendered to God's purpose, that are completely surrendered to God's will, that are completely obedient to him because that is the key to a prayer that gets results. How yielded are we? How surrendered are we? Are we surrendered? Are we totally surrendered? Are we partially surrendered? Is God in control of our lives? Have we reached a point where it is Christ that lives and not us? Have we reached a point where we are completely sold to his business, to his kingdom? where his kingdom is our number one priority? Or are we just doing church? Are we just doing religious games? Because, you know, religion is a practice. But when God is not interested in religion, he's interested in a people that are completely surrendered to him. And that's such a group of people God will use. Such a people, God answers their prayers. Such a people, his power is revealed in them. Such a people, God defends. Such a people, God uplifts. Such a people, God has mercy on them. When we are totally surrendered to God's purpose, we are totally surrendered to his kingdom. Therefore, I say this dedication to God and full surrender gives wings to faith and energy to prayer. Dedication to God and full surrender gives wings to faith and energy to prayer. Total dedication. Dedication to the kingdom, dedication to God's business, where this is the most important thing in our lives, where we reach a point where the kingdom business is the number one priority, where every time we are waking up, every time we are moving around, it is not about us. 
It's about the kingdom business. We become kingdom minded. We become kingdom seekers. We become kingdom extenders. And when we are, when we are completely sold out like that, every time we lift up our hearts, every time we lift our voices, those prayers go to heaven and God does something. There's something about committed people. There is something about people that are sold out to God that God likes. And this morning, I want to challenge us in this fellowship, in this prayer meeting, that we may raise our standards. We may raise our bar so that we are just not a people that are identified with Christ, but we are people that are sold and completely surrendered to him. That's why I love that song that says, all my all to Jesus I surrender. The writer of that song, if you read the history, had been struggling on whether to serve God or to pursue his music career. He was, he was, he had, uh, he was gifted in music and he had been struggling on whether to go to full-time ministry or not. And at one point in time, God revealed himself to him. And it's, uh, uh, when God revealed to him, he, he, he made up his mind. And he said, I'm totally going to surrender to Jesus. And holding the keyboard, he found those things and he played that song. All to Jesus, I surrender. And that was the beginning of his transformation. That was the beginning of his ministry. And that's why I love that song. Because I know a life totally surrendered to God. Then the prayers that we lift up in heaven always get answered. God does something when he finds a people, when he finds a heart that is totally surrendered to him. And therefore, this morning, as we continue in this prayer meeting, my prayer, my desire, my wish, my ask is that we may draw near to him and we may ask ourselves, how surrendered are we? How surrendered is our life? How surrendered is everything? Is God our number one priority? Or is God somebody that we have just on the sides? It's just in case. Because when we are totally surrendered and sold to him, every time we lift up our hands, God does something in heaven. Prayer is obedience. And only those who obey have a right to pray. And behind the praying is always the doing. Prayer is all about obedience. Prayer is all about obedience. And those that, are, uh, those that have a right to pray, those who obey have a right to pray. Constant loving obedience puts us into a position where we can ask of anything. When we are constantly, not sometimes, not during some seasons, not when things are difficult, because many times when things are not going well, we have a habit of wanting to draw to God when we have lack or when we have a problem or when there's COVID-19, and that's when we rush to God. No, we are talking about constant loving obedience to God. When you are constantly loving God, day in, day out, when God is your priority, when the kingdom is your priority, that constant loving obedience puts us into a position where we can ask God of anything. Constant loving obedience, which comes out of a totally surrendered life, puts us in a position where we can ask of anything. If you read John chapter 14, verses 12 to 16, John chapter 14, 12 to 16, I'll read possibly 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And verse 14 says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
This is God's promise to us. This is God's promise to those that are sold out into his kingdom. This is God's promise to his children. This is God's promise to us this morning. He said, doesn't say ask us for some things. He doesn't say ask us for only the things that we think we are like. He says, ask anything in my name. And this morning we are gathered here to ask in Jesus' name. Ask anything in my name. He says, I will do it. That is God himself is declaring. He saying, ask anything in my name. When we are totally surrendered to him, when our lives are totally surrendered, that's why when we are praying for people that are newly born again, we ask them to lift up their hands and we ask them to repeat a prayer. And we ask them to say, I surrender my life to Jesus. I surrender my life to him. Surrendering means giving it all, giving it all. Allowing God to be in total control, allowing God to direct, allowing God to be in front of us, allowing God to move ahead of us. That is what we mean by a surrendered life. And faith is the attitude and act of a soul surrendered to God. And our will must be surrendered to God as the primary condition for successful praying. That faith is this attitude and an act of a soul surrendered to God. And so this morning, I want us to challenge us to another level. I want us to challenge us to another level, another work with God of total surrender. Total surrender to him. Where you reflect on it, are you really fully surrendered or is it partially surrendered? Is it only some aspects of your life that are surrendered to God or is it all? Because we can surrender portions when we have problems. We can surrender only when we are sick. We can surrender only when we are lacking. We can surrender only when we need a job. We can surrender when we are looking something and we are saying, God, really, I need your help. But I'm telling you this morning, God is interested in a life that is fully surrendered, that is willing to walk in obedience. Whether, and that's why when Daniel and they were in exile and they are being confronted with a big issue, they say, you know what? We are not going to bow down. We are not going to worship you. We are not going to do what you are telling us to do. We are ready to die and we are ready to go down and be killed. We know that the God that we serve is able to rescue us. But even if he is not willing to, even if he does not rescue us, we want you to know we are not going to bow. We want you to know that we wouldn't live like that. We want you to know we have decided. That is the prayer of a man that has made up his mind. They decided they were kingdom people. They decided they were going to work with God, irrespective of what happens. And they tell the king, you know what? I want you to know. Our God is able to deliver us. But even if he does not deliver us, we want you to know we are not going to bow. We are not going to bow. That is a prayer from a position of total surrender where we are willing for God to reveal himself to us. We are totally surrendered to him. That is the obedience that God is calling us to. And the prayer that comes from such saints the prayer that comes from a people like that, that are totally surrendered to him. The Bible says in Revelation, you see God doing something in heaven. You see the angels being summoned in heaven. You see them being called to action because there's a prayer that is coming from a people that are surrendered to him. There's a prayer that is coming from saints. And this morning, 
I'm praying that God is going to help us to be able to go to that next level where we are totally surrendered to his kingdom. We cannot afford to date God. Dating God is coming in once in a while, you know, just passing by, just coming in. Today I come, tomorrow I don't come. You know, you come in when you when you feel like you serve God. When, uh, when, you, when you feel motivated, you come and serve God. When you feel like it, you come. You know what? God is calling us to another new level. We cannot serve God. You cannot, you cannot walk with God with that attitude. We need to be totally surrendered. Where it's all about God. It's about the kingdom business. It comes, number one, it goes beyond our needs. It goes beyond everything that we can have. A people like that, when they lift up their hearts, there's something that happens in heaven and results are delivered. And so I'm calling us to that new level. If you remember 2 Kings chapter 20, was I think the, one of the few times when a man intervened and God changed his mind. It's one of those few moments. In Ezekiah, 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 to 11, is a story of Ezekiah. And the Bible says, Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. The Bible says, as soon as Isaiah, uh, uh, as soon as Ezekiah received that report from Isaiah, from Isaiah, the Bible says he turned his face to the wall and started to pray. And I want you to look at what he said because I believe this was the turning point. The Bible says in first in, in verse three, he said, "Remember now, O Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked with before you in truth." And with a whole heart. I want you to take note of that. How I have walked before you in truth and with a whole heart. And I've done what is good in your sight. If you can summarize that statement. Ezekiah said, I have lived a totally surrendered life to you. In truth, I've walked, I've served you with my whole heart. Not with a partial heart. Not with some part of my heart, not when I felt like, not when it was convenient, not when it was not very cold, not when I was not tired, not when I, you know, I, it felt nice, not when there was a multitude, not when there was a grouping. No, no, no. As the Kaya says here, yeah, I served you, I walked before you in truth and with a whole heart. And I've done what is good in your sight. The summary of that statement is a man that has walked in total surrender to God, in total obedience. And people like that, when they lift up their hearts before God, there is a meeting that is called up in heaven. As the, the Bible says, Isaiah didn't even leave the courtyard. It says, the Bible says, Isaiah didn't even leave out. God called him back. He said, go back. There's something that has I've changed my mind. Go and tell him, I have heard it. I've heard his prayer. Go back, return, and say to Ezekiah, the leader of my people, go and tell him, I have heard your prayer. And this morning, how I pray that every time we lift up our hearts in heaven, a meeting is being called. God's angels are being called upon. God's angels are being summoned. They are being said, wait a minute, there's something that is happening in that church. Can you go and tell them? This is what I'm saying. The Bible says Isaiah was turned back before he could go back. He said, go, I have changed my mind. And this morning, saints, 
this morning, I am praying that we are going to lift a new standard. We cannot go back to church as usual. The church that we came from before COVID-19 was a church of half-hearted believers. It was a, a church of half-hearted people, people that will serve God when it's convenient. They struggle with everything. They struggle coming to church. We, 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 are, we are not consistent. We don't even support God's work. We don't give. We struggle with everything. We are, we are disobedient. We, are, we, are, we, you know, we live in strife. We have disagreements. That was the church before COVID. But I'm praying in the name of Jesus Christ, as we go in into this new dispensation, we got to have a brother, people that are completely, completely wholehearted, that are serving God, totally surrendered. And you know what? When you serve God with your people like that, the work of God becomes easy. It becomes easy to move forward. There is no arguments along the way because people are completely sold. They are totally surrendered to God's will, totally surrendered to God's, of, uh, God's purpose here on earth. And those are the saints that God is looking in this new dispensation. Prayer that comes, that brings results, is a prayer from saints that are completely sold out to God. This thing is so important that when David was charging Solomon, he tells him that I want you, my son, to serve God with wholehearted devotion with wholehearted devotion, completely surrender to God. Not a portion, not sometimes, not a bit, not only in time, or in just this particular area, or only on our gifting. No, he's saying he wants our entire life completely surrendered, our giftings, our resources, our finances, our families, everything that God has put in your hand, it needs to be made available to God in wholehearted devotion. And when you serve God like that, we become candidates for God's kingdom. This morning, I want us to go before God. I want us to pray. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but his smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt nor a fear, not a sign nor a tear, can abide while we trust and obey. Oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus to trust and obey.